the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Dr. Owen Strand, and I'll be your host. What does it mean to be woke? There's a ton of discussion today over wokeness, critical race theory, intersectionality, and related terms. Here's a definition from the Cambridge English Dictionary with regard to woke. It means a state of being aware, especially of social problems such as racism and inequality. According to the Cambridge English Dictionary, if you're woke, you are basically aware of the issues of racism in our society, specifically systemic racism, specifically the problem of inequality between different groups in society. In layman's terms, to be woke means that you have woken up to see the true nature of Western civilization, and you now understand it from roots to branches to be a wickedly racist order. This is not because there are a whole bunch of people out there burning crosses in yards This is fundamentally, more fundamentally, because there is this construct called whiteness that white people participate in, and that construct means that white people affect and have power over racial minorities. Now, this is a condition that is true whether white people, in air quotes, are aware of this or not. That's what you need to understand about wokeness. The argument that systemic racism is everywhere means that we've really shifted the conversation from conscious and intentional acts to one of structural matters. In America, to be white means that you are part of the dominant racial power group. And to not be white, to be a person of color, means that you are basically underprivileged, deprivileged in the society. And so fundamentally, as a person of color, as a non-white person, the odds are stacked against you, and you are living in a state of racial inequality, and all that needs to be addressed. All of this is a key part of what unfolds when you become woke. Formerly, you were asleep, I suppose, and so you thought things were going fine. You thought that this was a basically just public order, more or less at least. You thought probably that America had made considerable strides in terms of uh, unity between people of different backgrounds and skin colors over the last 60 years, let's say. That was a common understanding of race, in air quotes, in past days. 
But today, with the advancement of critical race theory in all levels of society, especially the academy, the corporate world, entertainment, and more, people who have white skin are being indoctrinated to believe that they are racist simply by virtue of the color of their skin, and effectively that there is nothing they can really do about it. Ibram X. Kendi has argued that they can become an anti-racist. That means that they can actively oppose their participation in this racial power dynamic. That means that they can undertake all sorts of efforts to oppose inequality in racial terms, but also in any sense in society. And yet whiteness is a condition in Kendi's vision that you're never going to be fully healed of. You never overcome. You never gain a new nature. There's never any personal growth that will mean that you outgrow being a racist as part of the dominant racial power structure in America. This is all just a a quick discussion of what wokeness is, but this matters. This matters tremendously because really this is where things are today. This is the ideology that is aimed at all of us in different ways, whether your skin color is white or not. And this is infiltrating the church. I have a special focus on this because in just a few weeks, my book, Christianity and Wokeness, releases. Christianity and Wokeness comes out July 20th, 2021. It's with Salem Books. And this book is my attempt to put out into the bloodstream of evangelicalism these ideas. Now, I'm not simply trying to introduce these ideas. I I want to define wokeness as a system and its key aspects of thought. And then I want to give a thoroughgoing biblical response critique and evaluation of these ideas with a a special emphasis on the gospel of Jesus Christ. You see, what the scripture calls for us to do is not to undertake this kind of Gnostic knowledge, ethnic Gnosticism, as Vodibachum so aptly calls it, such that we come to see that our skin color means that we are extra special sinners, that we are effectively condemned in this way we can never erase and never truly overcome. The scripture calls for us to become born again in Jesus Christ through faith in his death and resurrection on our behalf. And then when we come to faith in Jesus Christ, the Bible teaches us that we are one new man with all who are in Christ Jesus. So in Ephesians 2, 11 to 22, we learn that the blood of Jesus Christ is so powerful, Paul says, that it has killed the hostility between Jew and Gentile. Now there he's dealing, of course, with covenantal estrangement, the Jews being the partakers of the promises of God to the nation of Israel, the Gentiles being outside of that stream of blessing. It doesn't mean, of course, that every Jew, when Paul is writing or in days past, was a true believer in Yahweh, in the covenant God of Israel, nor does it mean that every Gentile was outside of the grace of God and salvation. But it does mean that the Jews had covenantal benefits and blessings per God's divine will, perfect divine will of the Father that other peoples did not have. The solution for that estrangement, according to the Apostle Paul, was not some kind of program whereby Jew and Gentile in Ephesus would come together and and effect a a 19-step cleansing and healing program where the two sides would, let's say, pay reparations to one another where they needed to, that they would go through an extensive confession process where they would dig into their pasts and recognize implicit biases. Ephesians 2, frankly, doesn't say anything about that stuff. We can assume that when Jew and Gentile are together 
in the church in Ephesus that there is going to be some learning and some humility and some growth that takes place with regard to the interaction of different peoples? Sure. But fundamentally, what is the solution to the estrangement of past days between Jew and Gentile? It is the gospel specifically. It is the blood of Christ. The blood of Christ washes repentant Jews and repentant Gentiles alike, and it makes them, Ephesians 2.15, one new man. This isn't something that was in humanity's hands to accomplish. This is something that the Father accomplished through the work of the Son. So this is, again, covenantal in the context of Ephesians 2, but we can apply this principle much more broadly than just Jew-Gentile relations. And we can put it this way. If the blood of Jesus Christ is sufficient to overcome that hostility, which was deep, implacable, centuries old, then the blood of Jesus Christ is sufficient to overcome all forms of hostility that are out there. And this is wonderful news, friends. Over against what wokeness teaches us, there is no secular awakening that must take place in us for us to have unity with other people. There is no ideology extra-biblically, that we need in order to have fellowship with those who trust in Christ. There is no Marxist tool, analytical tool, that we need to take up in order to figure out what has separated us so that we can be healed. Here is what we need. We need the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, of course, if we've been racist, if we have had racist attitudes or thought patterns or words, anything like this, then we must lay that down as part of our confession of sin. Even after becoming a Christian, if we slip into racism in any form or ethnocentrism or partiality of various kinds, again, we need to make that a matter of confession and repentance. So let that be said. But all of that is not some addition to the gospel. It's not a downloadable attachment to the gospel. That is the outworking of the gospel. That is what the gospel summons you to do, to repent of your sin, trust in Jesus Christ, and enter the communion of saints, and to do so specifically in a local church form. When you enter the local church, guys, you don't have to look around warily, concernedly, as if there's a whole bunch of people in there you have to win over, and you're not sure how this is going to work. No, when you enter the fellowship of Christ in local expression, when you join a church as a member, as we all should, you are one new man with all who are in that church. You are one body by virtue of being a Christian. In a given area, there could be things to overcome and address, yes, but fundamentally, our reconciliation has already been achieved vertically through the death of Jesus Christ, the atonement of Christ, applied to us through the resurrection of Christ, and then the gift of the Spirit to all who are in Christ. And that means that horizontally, there is reconciliation now in the moment of saving faith. It's not something you have to figure out. It's not something you have to accomplish. It is something that God has accomplished, the Father has accomplished through the death of his Son. I recognize that this sounds simplistic in our world. I recognize that the picture over race, in air quotes, is very fraught. But this is where the gospel is so beautiful. God's solution is simple, 
And God's solution is in God's hands, not in our hands. And I want you to hear afresh with iron confidence coming from me that this is good. It is good that God does this. It is good that this is not in our hands. It is good that when you join a local church, you don't look over your shoulder. You're not scared as to whether you're going to be accepted based on your skin color. If that is present in the local church that you have joined, you are in a church that is not teaching according to scripture on at least that count. You're in a local church that is compromising the truth of God. If it sees that local church as only for some of a certain skin color, that is partiality. And you need to be very clear on that. And if that is in your local church, whatever your skin color background ethnicity, heritage. You need to challenge that. You need to do so speaking the truth in love, Ephesians 4.15. And you need to pray that God would renew your church, renew the people you are around, such that they see people not based on skin color, but based on standing in Christ, based on union with Christ, based on the reconciliation that God has achieved. Wokeness is really a secular conversion. That's how you should understand it. When you go woke, according to secular ideology, per critical race theory, you understand in a Gnostic kind of way that the American public order is infested with racism. And if you have white skin, you're a part of that, an ineradicable part of that. But here's a better conversion, gospel conversion. When you know Jesus Christ, there is no kind of ethnic knowledge in a Gnostic form that you need to acquire. Instead, Here's what you need to know. The death of Jesus Christ has made Jew and Gentile one. And the death of Jesus Christ has made all who place their faith and trust in the Son of God one. And this is not on our shoulders. We will all have sins to confess in our Christian lives. In local churches, we will all have things to work through. And there will be things that arise that are problems and issues and challenges. But please hear me. The ground of all that kind of spiritual work, that strengthening work in the spirit, is rooted in the finished work of Jesus Christ, which no man could have done and no one now can do. Only the God-man, truly God and truly human, could accomplish that plan, could bring Jew and Gentile together, could heal the divides of this country, other countries, and every country to come. Put your faith and trust not in wokeness. Put your faith and trust fresh in Jesus Christ. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.